0: Well, Dave, if you did any traveling over the uh, 4th of July, or intend to do any traveling, actually, the Uh ACLU is is kicking in. They've issued travel alerts for people um, who may be going into the state of Arizona, hipping them to the uh, problems of those immigration laws. Really? Yeah, right. Because, you know, the Arizona measure stipulates that police can ask the residency status of people being investigated for a crime. Could be you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although law is not scheduled to go into effect until July 29th, says the ACLU that are concerned that some law enforcement officers are already beginning to act on provisions of the law. They say we hope the alerts provide people with some measure of protection from illegal harassment from law enforcement and inform them of their rights should they encounter it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if I talk like this when I go to Arizona, you're in trouble. Can they check out my my immigration status, man? You and you can't wear the Hirachis? now. Officially, they're not racial profiling you, but if you darken your skin, wear Hirachis, and come out with that terrible Mexican accent, they're going to be all over you like brown on rice. Now. Well, okay. So the ACLU is going to give me some warnings. Yeah, yeah. Now, Arizona uh, Governor Jan Brewer is becoming one of my favorites. We'll learn later that she says that a lot of people, a lot of immigrants are being beheaded at the border, couldn't find the heads, but Mm. that's what she Mm. says. Uh, Other state officials, they're saying that that this law is necessary because of the increasing number of people illegally entering the state from Mexico. And she she says the law does not target an individual's specific ethnicity. It wouldn't matter if you're a Latino or Hispanic, aren't they the same, uh, or uh, Norwegian, she said, oh. if you don't have proof of citizenship and the police officer has reasonable suspicion, he would ask and verify your citizenship. Yeah, sure. Come on, Jan. Uh, either you're totally asleep at the wheel or you can't tell a Salvadorian from a Swede, right? Or you're just, <laughs> you know, or you're just playing us, Governor <laughs> Goebbels. You, we're not that dumb, or well, maybe we are. Well, some of us. Yeah, we'll get this, In late. late old CNN poll 57% of the people surveyed said they favored Arizona's new law while well, 37% opposed it and 6 in 10 said the federal government should spend more time stopping the flow of illegal immigrants deporting those already here and supporting more border security and maybe we are just well, gee, as dumb as she thinks we that's are That's a very complicated opinion there yeah. that middle opinion where we should do all kinds of things at once three dumb or four things and complicated Well, Congress went home for their 4th of July recess, leaving millions of jobless workers in the lurch because of a continued Senate impasse over financing unemployment benefits. Yes, all of them are independent of jobs. Happy Independence Day. Democrats fell one vote shy of the 60 needed in the Senate to end debate, By the time lawmakers return July 12th, the government estimates that as many as two million workers will be without assistance. Those two million workers... Can thank all of those N O peers and a couple of Democratic blue dogs who are sniffing their butts for making it impossible for them to pay their bills, save their credit ratings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's the death of Senator Robert Byrd and the defection of that son of a blue dog, Ben Nelson. A fiscal conservative and hard-hearted curmudgeon from low unemployment state Nebraska, and that won't last, that helps seal the fate. But more than any other one issue, the impasse over jobless benefits has come to dramatize the Republicans' almost single-minded focus on deficit reduction as an economic and campaign theme this election year. Ah, is that the shade of Herbert Hoover hovering over them? Just two Republicans, Maine Senator Olympia Snow and Susan Collins, joined in support of an estimated $34 billion bill to extend benefits through November. Early hopes of getting help from Senator Scott Brown were dashed when the Massachusetts Republican went to the Senate floor with his own alternative, heavily relying on cutting unspent funds from last year's giant Recovery Act. Scott is no Help, he's just another NO peer with a Boston accent. To keep alive his options, Senator Majority Leader Harry Reid switched his vote at the end so he can ask for reconsideration. Thus, while the final roll call was 58-38, the true measure was 59-37 before the Reid switch. Quotes, It is beyond disappointing that Republicans continue to stand almost lockstep against assistance for out-of-work Americans, Reid said. But Minority Leader Mitch McConnell countered that he was prepared to fully fund two months of assistance paid for from spending cuts. Quote, the only reason the unemployment extension hasn't passed is because our friends on the other side simply refuse to pass a bill that does not add to the debt, McConnell said. That's it. Well, where take out the money? What? What are we talking about here? 38 billion, what's that, 15 days of the defense budget? Can we take it out of corporate loopholes? No, we'll take it out of children's lunches. We'll take it out of Head Start. Why don't we take it out of hospices? Why don't we just throw people on the street and say, hey, we had to do this to save the unemployed. I tell you, the GOP is destroying itself in front of us. This is their death knell. This is the nail in the coffin. Come the midterms, they are really going to regret this miscue warm it up right now humanity isn't a hot item some will say it's in the freezer i'll say it's in the refrigerator and everyone that i know is trying to get it over to the stove warm it up not on a high flame because we don't want to burn the bottom. Recently, we had Paul Krugman using the D word describing our present economy. Here's the take of Harold Evans, another eminent political economist. Says Evans in the Daily Beast, we're heading back to the 30s and on course to another Great Depression, unless we get a shaft of lightning. That's not going to come from the G20 summit of leaders, despite the efforts of the more perceptive President Barack Obama. Alas, that the distorted shape of Congress's $787 billion package gave stimulus a bad name. The deficit hawks are back everywhere, sounding exactly like Herbert Hoover and the budget balancers who helped prolong the Great Depression. So we're into the D word now, Krugman and Evans, and he's talking there in the old Daily Beast, okay? So the D is in. The common intuition then, this is back in the 30s when the Great Depression started, as now with the Tea Partiers, okay, is that unbalanced household budgets invite catastrophe, and so will unbalanced government budgets. Thinking, not good thinking, but thinking. Common sense can be wrong, you think? Those who cling to the homely metaphor of kitchen budgets are like beginners at skiing who find it hard to take the expert's advice to lean away from the mountainside and into the void when making a turn to reduce speed. Every instinct screams at the novice to do the opposite, to hug the slope, and every ski slope is littered with a triumph of physics over psychology. And I think we're going to find ourselves littered with Tea Partiers and unemployed soon. Instead of paying unemployment money to the millions out of work here and there, here says Evans, here's a good idea. Let's get something for our money. Okay, you don't want to give money to the unemployed because why? God has turned his back on them because they're unemployed because they're lazy or whatever, not just because we have a structurally sick economy. Okay, we just don't give them money. Okay, what we get out of our money is like, how about massive retraining, a halfway decent railway system, broadband across the nation, crumbling water and sewage systems restored, an efficient national grid, airline terminals as good as that of uh, in what we call the third world, and so on. Do your own list. Getting America going again doesn't by any means have to be by direct government employment, with all the bureaucratic obstructions that may come along with it. Much could be achieved by tax cuts, especially for small businesses." Me speaking, I think we're going to need some direct government intervention. We are going to need the new New Deal. We're going to need the WPA, the AAA, all of that stuff, you know, basically kind of post-modernized. The deficit hawks have revived the myth that the New Deal was based on deficit economics and failed to end the chronic mass of unemployment. Roosevelt and the New Deal did indeed fail to produce anything like full employment because it ran a deficit of only around $3 billion. It was the wartime deficits that we ran that triggered full employment, and they averaged more than $40 billion, which was a lot in early 1940 dollars, you can bet. Roosevelt ignored his chairman of the Federal Reserve Mariner Eccles, who stressed, quote, the crucial consideration is not the size of the deficit, but the level of national income. Federal spending should not be cut until private enterprise has expanded enough to take up the slack in employment. It's work before it can work again. FDR unfortunately clung to the conventional wisdom. He balanced the budget in nineteen thirty eight, whereupon unemployment shot back from eight million to more than ten million. Hey, Hey, take a lesson, get a life, get a clue. America was not unique in the 30s to clinging to a formal accountancy rather than a dynamic economic policy. Each European country tried with suicidal rectitude to balance its budget, but they came around to adopting deficit solutions sooner than the U.S. and were quicker to emerge from the Great Depression. Socialist Sweden, where one in three had been out of work between 1923 and 1933, was back to full employment by 1939. It would take a World War to make that happen in America. America paid a severe penalty for the lack of intellectual curiosity, the erosion of progressivism, and the general pressure for conformity of opinion. Obama can't get the $200 billion jobs package that he wants, yeah. Well, the Republicans have a moral duty to help him, says Evans. After all, theirs was the party that took the Clinton surpluses and turned them into deficits as far as the eye could see.